You're listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Fellowship Baptist Church is located in Clark Lake, Michigan. Today's message is part of a series called Rooted in Christ by Pastor Daniel White. Now let's prepare our hearts as Pastor White brings forth God's truth from his word today. I'm going to begin reading here, Matthew chapter 21 with verse 6. And I guess I'll read through verse 15. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and brought, put on them their clothes, and set thereupon. And a very great multitude spread their garments in the way, others cut down branches from the trees and strawed it them in the way. And the multitude went before and followed and cried, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called a house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. And when the chief priest and the scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, as we come before you this morning, I pray you'd help this preacher. Father, put your thoughts in my heart and Help me to deliver them in such a way that it would impact our lives. Help us to understand who Jesus is. In your name we pray. Amen. You notice in verse 10, the people said, Who is this? Some of them responded, This is the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. I'm here to tell you, Jesus was a whole lot more than a preacher. So who is this man that we celebrate his entry into Jerusalem today? Jesus asks this question, Who do men say that I the Son of Man am? The disciples ask the question, Who is this man? The unbelieving Jews said, Who are you? So let me ask you a question this morning. Do you know who Jesus is? Take your Bible now and turn to the book of Colossians. Colossians chapter 1, verse 12 through verse 22, I believe, give the best definition and description and teaching as to who this man Jesus is. Colossians chapter 1 beginning in verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father which 
hath made us meet or fit to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son, talking about salvation, in whom we have redemption through his blood, through Christ's blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Who is? Who is this man? Who am I, Jesus asked, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature? For by him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by him and for him. And he is before all things. By him all things consist. And he is the head of the body of the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him the Son should all fullness dwell. And having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. And you, talking about us, and you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. Yet now hath he reconciled in the body of his flesh through death to present you holy, unblameable, and unreprovable in his sight. Who am I? Who is this man? Who are you, Jesus? Are you simply a prophet or a preacher from Nazareth? Or are you much more than that? I am here to tell you today on the authority of the word of God that most of you hold in your hands this morning. Jesus is more than a prophet. He is God himself. He is the one, the true, and the only God. When God identified himself to Moses, you may remember all the way back in Exodus chapter 3, when God called Moses to deliver the children of Israel out of bondage. There at the burning fiery bush, and Moses takes off his shoes, the place he was standing was holy ground. God speaks to him out of the burning fiery bush. Get that image in your mind. When God called Moses, Moses had all kinds of reasons why he was not the one and why God was mistaken in his calling. But Moses said, when they ask me, who is this God that has sent you to deliver us out of Egypt? What is your name so I can tell them? And God said to Moses, my name is I am that I am. You tell them that the great I am has sent you to deliver them out of bondage. When Jesus identified himself to the Jews, what did he say? I am 
that I am. In John chapter 8, let me read to you these words. These words speak Jesus in the treasury there in the temple as he taught. And no man laid hands on him for his hour was not yet come. Then said Jesus again unto them, I go my way and ye shall seek me and ye shall die in your sins. For whither I go, ye cannot come. The Jews said, will he kill himself? Because he saith, where I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, ye are from beneath, I am from above. Ye are of this world, I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you, that ye shall die in your sins. Listen to this church. The proclamation of Jesus Christ. Ye shall die in your sin if you believe not that I am he. Ye shall die in your sin. Then they said unto him, Who art thou? He just told them who he was. He just told them that he was the I am that I am. And they said, who are you? And Jesus said unto them, even the same that said unto you from the beginning. I am the one that said this to you from the beginning. What did Jesus claim to be from the beginning? In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Say it with me, church. And the Word was God. That Word is the Lord Jesus himself. Throughout his earthly ministry, who did the Lord Jesus claim to be? He claimed to be Jehovah God. John chapter 10, he said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. One of the characteristics of a Christian is that they follow Christ. And I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Hallelujah for that. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my father's hand. My father which gave them to me is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I and my father are what? One. I and my father are one. He was the great I am. I am the great I am. Then the Jews... There was no mistake in their mind who Jesus was claiming to be. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. Remember how he said, Believe me for my very work's sake. For which of these works do you stone me? Which one of these good works are you going to kill me for? The Jews answered, saying unto him, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. See, it was blasphemous to claim to be Jehovah God. For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy. Because thou, being a man, makest thyself out to be God. 
Now, either Jesus is who he claimed to be. I don't care what the world claims him to be. But Jesus is who he claims to be or he is not. If he is not, he is a liar and our entire faith is built upon a lie. Are you with me this morning? It has been said that there are 10,000 religions in the world. But I'm here to tell you today, even though there may be 10,000 religions in the world, there is only one way to the Father, and there is only one way to heaven, and Jesus Christ is that way. Jesus, before his betrayal and his crucifixion, said this to his disciples. Now I tell you before it comes. I'm going to tell you before I'm crucified, I want to tell you something. That when it comes to pass, when I am crucified, that ye might believe that I am he. I'm telling you this because when you see me hanging there on the cross between heaven and earth and giving my life up, you're going to question whether or not I really am the great I am. For you see, the resurrection had not taken place yet. He said, so I'm going to tell you this before it happens. That, ye may, that when it does happen, you may believe that I am he. Verily, listen, verily, verily, that means truly, truly, this is true. Verily, I say unto you, he that receiveth me, receiveth him that sent me. Listen to me here, church family. To receive Christ is to receive the Father because they are co-equal one with another. You ask me to explain that, I can't. But I believe it because the Bible declares it. Jesus Christ is the triune God of the Bible. 1 John chapter 5 and verse 7 says this, For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father... The Word, referring to the Lord Jesus, the Father, the Word, or Jesus, and the Holy Ghost, these three are one. Now, it's not my purpose to try to explain the Trinity this morning. How in the world could any one of us ever do that? But I am here to tell you that there is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, but there is only one God, and Jesus is that God manifested in those three persons. It's also very interesting to me when you look at 1 John chapter 5 and verse 7 and the deep doctrinal truths that are contained in that one verse that every modern translation of the Bible completely leaves that verse out. You say, why is that? Because all modern day versions of the Bible are translated from the corrupt Westcott and Hort text. That completely leaves that verse out. I want to tell you something. That is enough for me to get rid of my modern version of the Bible and get back to the good old King James. The testimony of the angel Gabriel said, And behold, a virgin shall be with child. Another miracle. A virgin shall be with child and shall... Bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name what, church? Jesus. Emmanuel. 
which is being interpreted God with us. Emmanuel. God with us. I'm here to tell you today on the authority of my Bible that Jesus Christ is not one of the 10,000 ways to heaven. He's not one of the 10,000 approaches to God. He is the only way to the Father and he is the only way to heaven. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man, no man cometh unto the Father but by me. You want to get to the Father, you have to come through me. You want to get to heaven, you have to come through me. And all that I have accomplished to get you there. Before Christians were called Christians. They're in Antioch. Do any of you know what they were called? The followers of the way. Acts chapter 9. Followers of the way. Why were Christians called followers of the way before they were called Christians because they believed that Jesus was the way, the truth, and the life. He was the only way to the Father and to heaven. Acts chapter 4 verse 12 says, Neither is there salvation in... For there is none other name under heaven... Given among men, whereby we must be saved. He is not one way. That man who rode into Jerusalem on the cold, the fold of an ass, was much more than a prophet. When they said, who is he? He is the savior of the world. Jesus Christ is not a God like the Jehovah's Witness would like to tell you he is. They believe he was the first of God's creation. He was not the first of God's creation. He created all things. But he is not a God. He is the God. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God. The... the Jehovah's Witness, their Bibles will change it to say, a God. He is not a God. Don't mess with the Bible. He is the God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Here we go. The same was in the beginning with God, the Alpha and Omega. The same was in the beginning with God. All things, all things were made by Him. And without Him was not anything made that was made. John goes on to say how this Christ is the light of the world. And He came to bear witness of the light that all men might believe. And then He said this. 
and the Word, this Jesus, became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as under the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Church, we're laying down some heavy doctrine today. But without this doctrine, there is no salvation. Without this doctrine, there is no church. Without this doctrine, there is no heaven. There is no hell. There is no faith. Unless this doctrine that I declare to you today is true. And I'm telling you, it's true. Now, I want you to closely listen to these two passages of Scripture, each one written by a different author, but both under the inspiration of the Spirit of God. Paul writes these words. Are you with me? So I'm looking at you over my glasses now. Now unto the king. Now unto the king eternal. Immortal. Invisible. The only wise God. Be honor and glory forever and ever. Amen. Now listen to Jude. To the only wise God. Exact same words. Our Savior. Unto the King, eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty and dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen. Of all the people, and I don't want to confine Jesus to just being a person, although he was. Think about this with me. He was 100% man, but he was 100% at the same time God. But of all the people who have ever lived, none, none has received more attention. None has received more devotion. None has received more criticism. None has received more adoration. And none has received more opposition than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. In his book, John Stott, The Incomprehensible Christ, wrote these words. More than 1,900 years ago, there was a man born contrary to the natural laws of life, virgin born. This man lived in poverty and was raised in obscurity. He did not travel extensively. Only once did he cross the borders of his country in which he lived, and that was during his exile in childhood. He possessed neither wealth nor influence, His relatives were inconspicuous. He had neither training nor formal education. In his infancy, he startled a king. In childhood, he puzzled the doctors. In manhood, 
He ruled the course of nature. Walked upon the billows as if pavement. He hushed the sea to sleep. He healed multitudes without medicine. And he never charged for his services. He never wrote a book. Yet all the libraries in our country could not hold the books that have been written about him. He never wrote a song. And yet more songs have been written about him than any other person in the entire world. He had no formal education. Yet countless universities and seminaries have been founded in his name. All the schools put together cannot boast of having as many students as he does. He never marshaled an army. He never drafted a soldier. He never fired a gun. And yet no leader has ever had more volunteers who have under his authority marched to his orders. He never practiced psychology. And yet he has healed more broken hearts than any doctors far or near. Once each week, the wheels of commerce all over the world cease their turning as multitudes wind their way to worship assemblies to pay homage and respect to this man. The names of the past proud state, statesmen of Greece and Rome have come and gone. The names of past scientists and philosophers and theologians have come and gone. But the name of this man abounds more and more. Through time, though time has spread 1,900 years between the people of this generation and the scenes of his crucifixion. He still lives today. Herod could not destroy him, and the grave could not hold him. He stands forth upon the highest pinnacles of heaven's glory. Proclaimed by God, acknowledged by angels, adored by saints, feared by devils, as the living personal Christ, my Lord and my Savior. Excuse me, I'm sorry. Every recorded word that Jesus ever said has been studied and has been scrutinized. For 20th centuries after he has walked this earth, the scholars and students and theologians alike have been studying his word. And yet my Bible says his word will endure from generation to generation. 
destroy it, they never can. My Bible stands. Jesus' very birth divides history. B.C., before Christ, A.D., after the death of Christ. I'm old enough to remember that we used to say things like this. The couple was married on April 9th in the year of our Lord. The year of our Lord. Explaining Jesus, my dear church family, is impossible. Ignoring Jesus is so very dangerous. But denying him, that's fatal. Jesus is not simply to be prominent in our lives. He is to be preeminent in our lives. He doesn't just show us the way. He said, I am the way. He doesn't just tell the truth. He is the truth. He doesn't just give life. He is life itself. And that's why every person needs to understand who Jesus is. As he rides into Jerusalem centuries, centuries ago on this very day that we celebrate today, they said, who is he? Do you know who he is? We sing this little chorus, everybody ought to know. Everybody ought to know, everybody ought to know who Jesus is. He's the lily of the valley. He is the bright and morning star. He's the fairest of 10,000. Everybody ought to know. On the cross he died for sinners, and his blood makes white as snow. Loving, living, coming Savior. He's the one you ought to know. Everybody ought to know who Jesus is. Colossians tells us that he is the image of the invisible God. And as I wrap things up here, and there's so much more that I have for you, but our time is gone today. I really wanted to get into Colossians chapter 1, but time's not going to allow us to do that. But I want you to think, I want you to think about God the Father and all of his holy essence. The Bible said he is a spirit. The Bible says he is unsearchable. 
The Bible says he is unknowable. The Bible says that he cannot be seen. And he cannot be approached. So unless we have a way to come to him, we will forever be separated from him. No man has seen God at any time. Who only hath immortality dwelling in the light which no man, no man can approach unto. Whom no man hath seen nor can see. To whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. So what does the Bible tell us? The Bible tells us that this invisible God has been made visible through his Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have seen me, you have what? You have seen the Father also. So the invisible God has been made visible. The unknowable God has been made knowable. The unapproachable God has been made approachable that we can now come boldly before the throne of grace through Christ, our great mediator, our great intercessor, to find grace and help in our time of need. We will never know God unless we know Jesus. Jesus said these words, All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father. Neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. I'm here to tell you today, you come to Jesus, he'll reveal the Father to you. And you can be born again. Philip saith unto him, Jesus, just show us the Father and it will suffice us. And Jesus said to him, have I been with you so long? And yet thou hast not known the Father, Philip? If you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Colossians says he is the image of the invisible God. That word image is an interesting word. It's the word icon. It means he is the exact representation of God. He is God in human flesh. Oh, how his names exalt who he is. He is our advocate. He is the author of our salvation. He is the bishop of our souls. He's our bridegroom, our captain, our cornerstone, our deliverer, our foundation, our guide, our head, our high priest, our king, our lawgiver, our master, our mediator, our Passover, our propitiation, our ransom, our redeemer, our refuge, our righteousness. He is the rock of our salvation. He is our fortress. He's our sacrifice. He is the shepherd. He is the good shepherd. He is the great shepherd. He is the chief shepherd. He is the Lord of all. He is the Almighty God, the angel of the Lord, the apostle of God, the beginning of the creation of God.
He is the beloved one. He's the bright and morning star. He is the Messiah. He is Emmanuel. He is the gift of God, the glory of God, the head of the church. He is heir of all things. He is the Holy One of God, the horn of our salvation. He is a strong rock. He is the rock of ages. He is the rock of salvation. He is the rock of offense. He is a stone. He is a living stone, tried stone, cornerstone, precious stone. He is the bread of life, the light of the world. He is the door, the resurrection and the life. He is the true vine. He is the way, the truth and the life. He is Jehovah. He is Jesus. He is the Lamb of God. He is the Lamb without spot and without blemish. He was the Lamb that was slain. He is the Son of Man and the Son of God. He is the Lion from the tribe of Judah. He is Messiah. He is the Mighty God. He is the Everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Peace. He's the great God, the faithful witness, the mediator of a new covenant. He is the Redeemer, the salvation of God, the Savior of the world, the captain of our salvation, the resurrection and the life. He is the power of God, the image of God, the righteousness of God, the Lord of the Sabbath, the Lord of all. He is the righteous judge, a, a friend of sinners. He maketh the blind to see and the lame to walk. He fed the 5,000. He delivered the demon possessed. He calmed the stormy sea. And he even raised the dead. He's the greatest teacher the world has ever known. He's the greatest example man could ever have. He's the light of the world. He is wonderful. He is precious. He is the Alpha and Omega. He's the first and the last. He's the beginning and the end of all things. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. And his name shall be called the Word of God. It's who he is. The author of Hebrews says, consider him. It would be wise for you today, if you have never considered him, to consider him today. The one who was meek and lonely and tempted and yet without sin. The one who was oppressed and despised and rejected. Betrayed, condemned, reviled, scourged, mocked, wounded, bruised, stricken, smitten, afflicted, forsaken, crucified, but risen and coming again. Colossians says he is the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Wow, it's so hard for me to stop. But I will stop with this. On his mother's side, he got thirsty. But on his father's side, he created the oceans and the rivers, the streams and the lakes. And he himself is the water of life. On his mother's side, he got hungry. On his father's side, he fed the 5,000 with two fishes and five loaves of bread. On his mother's side, he lived in poverty and was homeless. But on his father's side, he created the universe. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. And he's preparing a mansion for you and me in his father's house. On his mother's side, he wept at the tomb of Lazarus. But on his father's side, he said, Lazarus, come.
come forth. On his mother's side, he was despised and rejected, a man of sorrows and grief. But on his father's side, he created this old world. All things are held together by the word of his power, and by him all things consist. And all of life is now moving towards the day when he is crowned King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. Jesus alone reveals the Father. Jesus alone rules this universe. And Jesus alone can redeem you and save you from your sin if you'll trust him today. Who is this man? He's my Savior. I hope he's your Savior today. Let's pray. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org, where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.